You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. San Marcos, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is We the People coming at you from downtown San Marcos. You know, we're not the center of the world, but man, we've got the reach. We can get out there to everybody. And this is where a lot of things are happening. And this is what we talk about every Friday night from uh, 7 to 8 o'clock is how you can get involved to make a difference. Politics. It is all local, folks. You can't make a lot of change at the national level, but we do talk about how the heck you can change things here locally. And I got Sam Benavides here again with me. And she brought a couple friends in that were out uh, block walking and getting signatures. And uh, we're going to talk about how that project is going and uh, get an update here in just a minute. And we're going to talk also about our school board races and uh, who won. It was only a couple votes, folks. Uh, It was pretty darn close. Be right back with you here. This is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM.org, SMTX, CRA, the governing board, or anybody else for that matter. We keep it all here, okay? So uh, stay tuned. Be right back with you. with you here in the studio and uh, I've got uh, where's the one come from? Oh forgot left something in the queue. Good evening everybody. It is a Friday night. It's going to be a hot one but uh, hey after you listen to the show come on down to the square. We've got the music on the square uh, and I don't even know who's playing tonight. I should know, but uh, it's going to be a good band. But uh, get on down there. You guys going to go and try to get some more signatures, or are you done for the day? We got Kelly Stone. 
everyone out there collecting signatures this evening. Uh, we try to split up as much as we can so as to not overwork anyone. So we handle door knocking today, and she'll be collecting signatures out on the square tonight. No, Kelly's going to do your job on that. You know Hell that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's going to. I don't know. I, 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 it's not a harassment. That's the wrong word. But she will go on ahead and corner, and she's going to track you down, okay? I, it, it's not it, – harassment isn't it. I, I guess it is that uh, uh, tenaciousness, I think, is how I would describe Kelly, okay? You know, she's going to go – and you're smiling like, yeah, that really does kind of – I'm not going to back into that corner now. So um, what have you guys been doing today? We've just been doing a lot of block walking here in the neighborhood. Been out for about a couple hours. And uh, it's been really good. And everybody's been very receptive of us. Well, when we talk about block walking, okay, what are you guys doing? Tell me. We're basically just walking up to people's houses, knocking on their doors, and asking them if they're interested in signing. Right. And if they're a registered voter, making sure they're registered, Mm -hmm. and then signing and talking about. So give me the pitch. So you come to my door. What's your pitch for me? I'm going to tell you. I'm from Mono Amiga. We're out here collecting signatures to decriminalize marijuana here in San Marcos. And would you like to add your name? There you go. And uh, just, are you a registered voter? And that's the big thing, I, I think, right now. Now, your goal is how many signatures, Sam? So 10% of the registered voters in San Marcos, that's about 4,100 signatures we're looking at. Um, we already have, as of today, 9,420 signatures. Wow. Um, so we'll definitely hit that 10,000 mark. However, a lot of them are invalid because they're coming from students who are not registered to vote in San Marcos. Um, a lot of them are registered back home and don't realize that they have to register. There's also um, the issue that you know students move every lease, pretty much every year they're moving apartments. They don't know that they have to re sign or renew their voter registration and have that change of address when they move. So a lot of them are invalid, but we're still definitely on track to hit, to hit the, the mark that we need to hit. And our deadline is on May 29th. Um, so we're on track and it's looking good right now. Well, good. And, you know, I may come back to this a little later in the show, but I just wanted to kind of note, you, you talked about uh, the lease. Okay. So when you're moving, it is hard to know where you're voting what you're voting for staying involved in that process and i always kind of that that always bugs me that it is especially in san marcos where we have so many um renters you know 70 percent rental Mm -hmm. that it really gives an advantage to those that own their homes that stay in the area that are there those are the ones that politically they're more engaged and folks go and seek them out because of that engagement mm-hmm. you know and and you know when you're going and you're knocking on the doors yeah that's the better ones to go to are the homes because you know that those people are going to be generally the voters I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, in public education, you know, we talk about government, but we don't necessarily talk about the voting registration aspect Mm -hmm. of it, nor do we really talk about, like, what your vote can really do. Like, for instance, no one talks to you about petitioning, like, when you're in high school. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just don't really have that information. And it's just hard to like get the public to be aware of it and to educate them on that. Well, you know why? Because they don't want you to petition. Okay, I, I'm serious. I, I, you know, this is my tinfoil hat after doing this stuff for for as many years as I have. 
and I talk about this on the show, is no, it's not necessarily. It's, you know, when you are in school, it is go vote, conform, just vote. Okay, don't ask about what you're voting for. Don't get into the details of that. Pick a side, go vote. And that's what we talk about on this show every week is about digging into the real mechanics and educating people. And that's why I'm glad that that's why I wanted to talk to you guys and, and glad you guys are here is because you are digging deeper into that. You're learning about uh, the petitions and they are going to challenge every single signature. The city is going to challenge the heck out of this. They are going to have their legal team looking over it. Why? Because as I've talked about before, the city does not want you to do this. Because you are taking control from them, then they have to deal with it. They it's want to have narcotic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It's that you're dictating to the city what we the people want. Right? right? And that is a problem. Because the city then, as a business, okay, because I'm sorry, the city is a business. They are there to legally protect themselves and to keep, you know, all of these things. They don't like these loose kind of things like that. They don't like something that is not bought from up within. It is downward driven from the people. And generally, cities do not like that. Whether it is red light cameras, whether it is um, uh, fluoride in the water that we had here, whether it is uh, the decriminalization of marijuana. And this is a big thing that is going on. Um, the Austin, uh, just they had their election. Did you want to talk on that real quick? Or? Yeah, so we're actually working with the same organization that just got this passed in Austin. Ground Game has been amazing to work with us. Um, to work with, they've helped us out tremendously, guiding us. And so seeing that it's already gotten done in Austin and it passed, um, do you know what the margin was? It was 85 to 15. Yeah. Overwhelming margin. Um, and so it's so easy to you know point to Austin and be like, they just got it done there and i'm personally more worried about it getting onto the ballot and getting the signatures than i am about it actually passing i think the real hard work is getting it on the ballot and once it's there i think san martians are ready for a change i think so and the other thing is i think it is going to be the driver for the election exactly okay now yes you've got the beto and you've got abbott i just don't know that that's going to fire up everyone as much as this will I will say that from the people I have talked to, they do tend to get very excited about the fact that we might get this on the ballot. And, you know, they actually really get excited about November coming up and the elections coming up and participating. Wow. People are, are excited about elections? Wow. <laughs> you know, thank you guys. I, this is why, whether I agree with the ballot initiatives or not, I always support ballot initiatives because, A, it is getting people out there involved in this actual mechanism and understanding it. It is we the people bringing forward an idea. But secondly, it generally gets people excited about elections. Exactly. That's a whole idea. Um, well, not the whole idea, but significant idea behind this campaign. You know, young people who normally wouldn't vote, they'll see, oh, weed's on the ballot. I'm going to vote for that. And there's so many important races on this ballot, not just statewide or nationwide, right. but the local level. We have district attorney up, district yes. courts, misdemeanor courts. And we can really transform the legal system at the local level um, if we get, you know, a majority 
of young people out voting. And it's going to be interesting to see because you still have that. Uh, it's not a presidential election. So you're not going to have that push that we had last time. Uh, you're going to be somewhere in the 30 to 40 percent uh, voter uh, of registered voters. And if you can have anything that can pop that up, 5 to 10 percent, that can change races. Absolutely. And you're, you're right. The, the, there are so many on the legal side of things. We did not have last uh, time around on the election for district attorney we didn't have any right. choices. Right. Okay, once you got out of the Republican primary, West Mao, no one challenged him. Mm-hmm. Now, and so because of that, okay, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no impetus for him to change anything, right? You don't have anything. It's okay. I'm going to go with my Republican Party because that's who I've got to survive in the primary. But everyone else, well, you know, yes, I'm elected. Yes, he serves. Don't get me wrong. But generally, there is no there's no pressure point. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's really easy to ignore your constituents if they're not coming to you with their own voice. And when it comes to local election, your voice is simply your vote. And I think we're. At least for me, I'm starting to see a shift in the way that a lot of my friends and people close to me are starting to think about elections and really understanding the consequences of these local elections. Well, and that's the the whole point kind of of this show is that that's where you can make the difference. Okay, and I've seen it time and time again. And uh, we're going to take a quick break here in just a second. When I come back, um, I want to talk real quick about the numbers for the small school board election that we had uh, here this last week. And I had both the candidates uh, here on the, uh, I had Brian and I had Gabby both uh, here on the show. And you can go back and you can hear their responses and hear how they, um, some of their answers. Uh, But that is going to shape our school board. Now, what you know okay school board elections why does that matter well two things number one it is one-third of your property taxes and if you rent oh man i don't care about property taxes oh heck yes you do why do you think that you're you're you know it is not that people are trying to get rich right now it is that their property taxes are going up through the roof right now because of valuations and it is that, you know, because we have this bubble going on, it's that's driving those rents. But also, they're getting hit with the exact same thing that all property owners are right now, is a 2 to 3x increase in their taxes of what they've been paying. And it's spread across. So one-third of that is school board. The other thing is that we have... Some of the biggest disparity, really, in our um, income levels within our school district. Uh, And so much of our low-income youth, Hispanic, uh, the folks that cannot afford to live in San Marcos, that live out in Redwood, that live out in uh, Caldwell County, are also part of the school district. And in my mind, that's part of the problem is that we don't get a good 
push for a lot of where are they going? Where are the underserved and the underprivileged? How are they getting uh, filled in? So, you know, yes, these matter because this is, you know, the, the old cliche, the children are our future, right? Of course. Yeah. So, hey, let's let me take a break. I'll stop talking here real quick. We're going to come right on back. This is KZSM.org, True Community Radio out of San Marcos, Texas. And um, we're uh, talking with uh, Samantha Benavetes and uh, uh, about Mana Amiga. And we're talking about the vote. And she's got a couple of her guys here. And introduce yourselves for the folks real quick on the air, real quick. I'm Dylan Richter, a volunteer with Mana Amiga. And I'm Nate Harden, a volunteer with Mono Amiga. There you go. And uh, so we're going to come right on back and talk to everybody here real quick. I'm not going to keep them too long because they have been out hitting the streets. And uh, we definitely want to uh, get them cooled off. Uh, We'll be right back with you. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water, in space, Everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Only on KZSM.org. Hi, I'm Tony Wilson, host of Roots and Branches on Sunday afternoons from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. here on KZSM.org. I play all kinds of music from Texas and beyond. So join me on Sundays at 2 on KZSM.org, San Marcos's true community radio station. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles, every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. And yeah, back with you. And, uh, yeah, it is hard to put labels on things, uh, as we're talking about here. It's hard to put a label on the station, too, because we do a little bit of everything. Uh, you can hear all sorts of shows, and uh, we're out there in the community. And we, you know, this station is built for you. I mean, it is your uh, microphones. Uh, our job here is to get you to either listen, to entertain, but also to an enlighten, engage the community. And so whenever we get a chance and uh, I can get uh, folks that are uh, volunteering and becoming community activists and uh, organizers. And, uh, you know, what 
what does that mean anymore, right? You know, it's what is an activist? Uh, I don't know. Sam, what do you think? I mean, you know. I don't know. I feel like I don't really like the word activist. I usually go with, like, advocate or organizer because I feel like someone can just, like, go to one protest with one poster and then, like, kind of label themselves (laughs) as an activist. And I feel like there's a big difference between doing something like that and doing active organizing and getting more people involved and creating actual change, especially at the local level. Um, So I I hardly use that word (laughs) to describe myself in my organizers i think that's probably a better way of saying it it really is uh the other one that i tend to use is uh, uh cat herder I, w- I went to a uh, uh a session back in uh, probably about 2009 2010 and they uh, put up this 30 second ad from the super bowl and it is called cat herding. Go check it out sometime. It's the funniest thing. And it's these Western guys are out there with all these cats, like on a uh, cattle drive. And cat herding, it's the uh, it's the hardest job I've ever loved. And it was talking about how you, it, it was some management company, uh, and they were talking about you know how you get different people, different things to go together. And really, when you are an organizer, okay, you're cat herding. All right, and it is because cats go every which way, right? Okay, you know, if you've ever tried dogs, oh, no problem. Dogs, they'll all go together in a pack. You can get them. They'll, they'll follow. Cats, oh, no. They each have their own mind, their own way of doing it. Now, that's good when you are talking about people and organizers because if everybody does it the same way, then you are going to miss engaging different people out in the community, right? Absolutely. You know, so I always like when I can get people that are, as long as they don't go too far out of the way. You know, it, it, you, you, that's the problem sometimes in a group, I guess, you know. But, uh, you know, you guys, you know, you were talking about your uh, uh, resume, right? And all the stuff you've got. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that. It, what, what all does it include? Well, you know, I've worked at... Mr. Gaddy's when I was much younger, and starting from there, I've inspected safety showers, I've worked in labs, I've worked in food industry, I've did a little bit of carpentry for just a second, and it's just like a lot of like little tiny jobs that like I've done over time, but you know, you have to pick and choose like what's relevant to the job you're applying. And so, you know, I've left out a lot on my resume. But it does allow you to go out when you're in the public, right, to connect. It definitely helps out, yeah, for sure. You know, just having that range of experience. And and that's one of the things I tell people is that, you know, just when you're going out there, connect with people. Okay, you find the stories, find the way that you can do. Now, you know, my way of doing it, I go around, I yard sale. Okay, I had an estate sale this morning. I uh, saw David Mars over here from Vagabond. I saw AJ Wrangle that uh, he goes around and buys t shirts. Uh, he's, uh, oh, you know, David Mars. Oh, yeah, we all know. You know, everybody knows everyone in these circles that we all end up at these yard sales and you know and david was just walking his dog down san antonio street didn't even know it was there and okay you know this is uh this is how you meet your neighbors 
and it is finding a common spot. You know, David comes up to me at the end. Hey, don't forget, you know, I'm looking for cowboy boots and anything vintage. Oh, sure. I'm always looking for you, you know, and, and this is and we have these connections at the flea markets. And so when I'm at the flea markets, that's where we initially met was up here at the SMTX flea market when they were getting some uh, uh, signatures. You know, and there's always ways to meet people different, differently, you know, and that's one of the things that you learn when you're going through these projects because you all will wrap this up in November. You're going to have, I, I suspect, I think you're on the right track. I suspect you're going to have a victory, but then you're going to have a legal fight with the city to implement it, okay? I can guarantee, I, I just know from all that went down with the, um, uh, with the fluoride and, you know, with those battles and with when they wanted the ballot, the city then went back and tried to change it. And they had to go and to take it to court. And it was one of the, it was funny because it was one of the shortest. Uh, Judge Boyer had just gotten elected. He was uh, formerly mayor over in uh, New Braunfels, and he is our district, one of our district judges. And it is one of the shortest responses I've ever seen. It was one page. And it came back and it said, this is what the voters voted on, implement it was basically it and i was like hey yeah that's you know that's what you need in your judiciary so it comes back to what you were talking about here is that the judiciary is really important and people don't realize it's not necessarily always oh well i'm gonna follow the law well no it's not it because there's a lot of wiggle room, and they make they they write into the laws a lot of wiggle room too, don't they? Exactly. Um, just the idea that you know, eighty percent of the people currently locked up in our jail are there pre-trial. They're there not because they've been convicted of a crime, but only because they've been accused of a crime, um, meaning they're pre-trial detainees who are there simply because they cannot afford to buy their freedom and because their court dates are taking so long. I mean, the way that the, the Hayes County court system is backlogged is ridiculous. I think it's, I mean, somebody just filed, filed a class action lawsuit for those people because it is just ridiculous. Well, and so many things... <laughs> Is that really doing us well to have them locked up? Absolutely not. We're right. spending millions outsourcing them as well, despite having this new jail that was filled up before it was even completed. <laughs> well, you knew that was going to happen. Exactly. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. I mean, that was exactly, uh, you know, it, and I don't know. It comes back to that basic discussion that we've had before is about the violent crimes versus the nonviolent crimes. You know, okay, fine. Sight, release, you know, get me a ticket. You know, if I didn't do something right, you know, uh, I'll go in, I'll take care of it, I'll have to pay it. You know, and Lord knows I'm already down financially, and that's a hard one, you know. Uh, but, you know, you, you, we've all got to pay, pay it the same. But it keeps you out of jail. It keeps you out there. You're earning money. You're actually paying taxes, and you're you're still you're going home at night. You've got right. you, you know 
uh, you're able to put food on the table versus your, you know, your your spouse trying to survive with the family with you locked up, and then you've got all the repercussions of being in jail, incarcerated. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come out, when you go and you try to get a job too. Exactly. You know, and yeah, go that's ahead. why we always say, you know, while sight and release is really wonderful and monumental and groundbreaking it just doesn't go far enough because while people are given a citation and so they aren't immediately arrested they you know their cars aren't impounded their dependents aren't left without care they still have to enter the legal system at a later date and pay those court costs and fees seek counsel um and then just go through they're still going through the legal process and they still have their mugshot and fingerprints taken that be confound that can be found by landlords and um landlords employers for students you can lose your financial aid and it can just lead to a whole slew of things that can seriously derail one's life and when we're talking about a community that is texas state we're trying to develop and trying to get you started and you are coming here paying good money you know if you are a student Mm -hmm. uh to get that start in life and to be derailed and to go into debt and to already have those black marks on your record. You know, it's just, is that really the right thing to do? Is that making our community better? You know, I there's a lot of other things that I'm more concerned with. You know, uh, yeah, you know, somebody comes and tags my window with spray paint. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy about that. I'm going to want to try to figure out you know who they were why they were doing it how do we how do we get back into the community so that we can give them a place to spray paint right you know rather than my windows here at the station oh, yeah. i mean you know it hasn't happened but we did have i i had uh, a few years back we had a homeless uh, man uh that it was cold it was around uh, Christmas time, the Christmas, uh, uh, New Year's, when there wasn't a lot of people here in town. And he threw a rock through uh, Sean Patrick's. And then he came over and threw a big old rock through our front plate glass window here. And he then, he was trying to get caught. Because why? He knew that he could go in. They were going to keep a max for 90 days. And that would have got him through january february march when it was warm okay you know people have different motivations for doing things i'm not saying you know that's for everybody okay but that's the the whole thing is that you know you've got to get back to what are those roots of those motivations well he didn't have anywhere to go he didn't have a uh we don't have homeless shelters it's all you know you're out on the street shoot you go in you're homeless you go into jail you're taken care of you got meals and you know and he's going to be kept incited and then released so i guess you know this comes back to the bringing it full circle is that no people are not smoking marijuana to go to jail okay you know people are not going out and doing things so that they can get caught they are doing things just to survive, just to have their freedoms. Just leave me alone, basically, is it. You know, and let me do my thing as long as I'm not bothering you, which is a, a, a libertarian, you know, kind of viewpoint with this. I think the argument that I always hear that I believe is very problematic 
It's just when people say, well, if they're in jail, they broke the law. If you break the law, you should be in jail. But I feel like what that skips is the critical thinking and looking at these cases, like, case by case. Because, you know, one thing you have to learn in society is forgiveness. Because, like, I've had my car tagged by kids. I don't think that kid should go to jail for, you know, tagging my car. Mm. It was stupid of him. I was extremely mad. But buffer it out he'll grow up one day look back and be like man that was really stupid and you know there's so many people who are going to experience that like you know someone's gonna go out one night they're just gonna make a mistake like let's say you get a, taken in jail for public intoxication just because you're being loud and obnoxious do i necessarily think you should go to jail for the entire weekend because you're just being a slob no i just think that there's better practices and i think if we start looking at what people are really being arrested for and learn using our critical thinking we can probably find a better solution than putting people in jail costing taxpayers thousands of dollars and just find a better way forward well and it also goes back to one of the other things that mon amiga has been working on is that treatment of the officers of those that are being stopped okay and of um accountability that we all have okay yes i'm down here you know just about most of the nights of the week and i see public intoxication all right i hear the yelling i see some of the you know some of the times when things happen but in general, you know, it's just, it's people being intoxicated. Well, it's not only just that. It's like, I've had a friend who went to jail because his buddy had marijuana with him in the car and he just didn't know about it. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like everybody's going to tell you what they have on them all the time. You know, it just, it happens sometimes. And, but he went to jail for someone else's mistake. And I just don't think that's right. Well, and it comes back to why do we have people in jail? We have people in jail either to, A, it's that punishment. You did something wrong. You go to your room, right? Yeah. Or it is we are trying to keep you segregated from the rest of the population because your behavior is not conducive to what we want in our community, right? And, you know, that's one there. And then just the violence, you know, if somebody is violent. So when I'm talking about the behavior is, you know, if you are writing bad checks, stealing, you know, doing, um, you know, financial, you know, it doesn't have to be low income. I mean, it can be uh, white collar crime, too. Right. You know, that we do want you incarcerated so that. You know, A, you're not out there taking money from old folks, right? You know, that can also be something. You know, so it, it does, it's not just about the marijuana when we're, we're looking at this as a holistic thing. Is what is the judiciary, how much leverage, uh, leeway, excuse me, not leverage, how much leeway do they have in uh, giving out um, uh, for uh uh, incarceration. Okay, what am I trying to think of here, Sam? Uh, 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 for for when a judge can go on ahead and um, there's certain limits to what the judges can do a lot of times, mm -hmm. right? 
And so, you know, that's the other side of this. And when we're talking about the legality of all this is that a lot of times the judges are hemmed in by automatic. Um, man, I hate when I, I, I just get stuck on it. But it, it's uh, basically that they have uh, mandatory sentencing is what I'm thinking of. Okay. So the judges have mandatory sentencing. So a lot of times it goes back to the legislature. But we don't have this conversation when we're doing the elections, right? So are we talking to Aaron Zweener about what uh, restrictions are out there and how we can change that at the state level? Are we talking to um, Judith Zaffarini? Are we talking to um, you know our other state senators? Okay, are we out there connecting with what's going on at the legal side of it, or are we just allowing them to go and point fingers at each other? Right? Absolutely. Um, I think we also just have to look at what we as a society view as worth incarceration. As far as I'm concerned, unless you're a danger to others, I don't necessarily think you should be incarcerated. Right. Like, I am not, I do not approve of use of hard drugs, but I don't feel like I should be punishing someone because they're hurting themselves, like, with their drug use. If anything, that person just needs help when they come to the realization that they need help. And I don't think throwing that person in jail is going to get them there. If anything, I think it's going to make things worse for them. Because, I mean, they're already on hard times. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as the person selling the drugs, like the person selling heroin, for instance, absolutely. I think that they are harming our society. I think opiates has been a huge problem. And, I mean, I will extend that to even just opioids for medical use. Um, well, the uh, Chinese and the uh, British had a war over uh, the uh, opiates uh, back in the 1800s. So, I mean, you know, we, we, it's nothing new. I mean, uh, you're, you're shaking, you know what I'm talking about yeah, here. And, yeah. And uh, that was basically the, the British were bringing in the opiates and, and getting the Chinese stoned. And uh, the Chinese got, were like, wait a minute, stop doing this. And the British were like, we're going to do it anyway. And you got a, a fight over uh, that, uh, you know, basically enslavement of the Chinese. And, and that still kind of comes forward to today with, uh, at a global politics level. You know, and uh, they still remember that. So I, let me wrap this up and get you guys on the road. I've, I've talked your ear off a lot longer, but I appreciate your inputs on things. Um, so the goal here is to get the signatures. What's our timeline we're on right now, Sam? So we will be turning in our signatures on June 1st. We're hoping to wrap up signature collecting on May 29th. Um, and so that Saturday will be our last day. Um, and until then, we're knocking on doors um, Monday through Friday from 5 to 7. Anyone is welcome to join us um, for those door knocking shifts. And then on May 21st, we're going to have a big community day of action. Uh, we'll be meeting at 10 a.m. at Anita Reyes Park. Uh, we'll have free breakfast and coffee for everyone. 
and it'll be really nice to connect with one another and connect with people who not just care about this issue but are actively working towards um, decriminalizing weed and are putting in the hard work to do it, connecting with one another, and then we'll go out, knock on doors, reconvene, and see how many signatures we can get um, in this final push. And where, what park was that again? Anita Reyes. And where is that one at? That's on the east side. It's right by the Broadway Health Department. There you go. Right there. Okay, so people know about that. That's, yeah. uh, so, yes, if you're going along I-35, uh, Broadway that goes over to the old high school and, uh, uh, you know, goes over to the bowling alley and the, the shortcut to 123, just go in there. It's by the health department. But right. uh, good little spot right there. And guys, what do you have to say to everybody, you know, that uh, uh, needs to get out and do some block walking and to get involved? Well, I can personally say that it's, an, it, for me, it's been an incredibly rewarding experience. Um, if you're not very well acquainted with the community yet, by all means, this is probably the best way you can because you're just, you're meeting members of the community. Um, we're all, you kind of realize that we're all kind of dealing with the same things. We're all in this together, for lack of a better terms. And, uh truly it's one of those things when you re when you learn people's stories when you hear what they have to say when you hear what they're going through it really kind of makes you feel closer one with yourself and with your community Absolutely. it is a community building isn't it you know where, where you, i like what you're saying about learning the stories and so what's your take on getting out and getting involved i mean it worded it pretty well um i would say just making all the acquaintances that i have and making the connections with, you know, local organizers with Model Amiga like Sam uh, has been really rewarding. And I think it's really good to know that there are people out there trying to make a positive difference in our community. And I'm sorry, I was, I was going to do something real quick here. Um, that involvement in the community. Okay, knowing where these streets are, knowing where these neighborhoods are, uh, you know, just meeting your, your neighbors on a one-on-one and uh, the fact that they're opening their doors to you. Right. And, you know, and in a way, it's, it's kind of, yes, you're opening doors, okay, in a uh, literal way as well, okay, because this is where... You as young people, you as youth, you are getting a foothold in the San Martian community. And I found this when I've block walked for many different candidates. And I know all the hills. I know all the, you know, I, I, I know all the areas around town. Um, although now we have increased in the last couple of years, you're dealing with a lot of stuff that is over on the other side of I-35 that is just gone crazy. And a lot of these people aren't engaged in the new areas they're built. And so uh, I'm glad you're out there and getting people engaged in, in doing that. So thank you all for your work. Yeah, thank you for uh, having you. And uh, again, Reyes Park, the 21st. Come on out, 10 a.m., and get involved. Free breakfast. Free (laughs) breakfast. Oh, man, that's the big one there. Okay. KZSM.org. This is uh, True Community Radio. This is We the People. Rob Rourke, and uh, we've been talking with uh, Monomiga and uh, folks uh, out here today uh, getting signatures on the ballot and initiative. So look for them. If you have not signed that, you've got only a few more days, folks. 
If I could just add one more thing. Yes. We have over 20 businesses that have petition forms, including Joe's Cafe, Wake the Dead, Planet K, Lazy Days. They all have petition forms there. And our deadline is the 29th. So for anyone who hasn't gotten the opportunity to sign, who hasn't run into us, you can go over to Wake the Dead, Joe's Cafe, um, Babes, Coffee Bar, um, Planet K, Lazy Days. They all have petition forms there waiting for your signature. She has got this stuff down. I'm <laughs> impressed. No, it, it, you know, when you, you've picked up on when I give you the opportunity, go for it. Okay. Right. And here is here's the information. And that is part of being an organizer. That is part of getting out there, knowing that you only have a few minutes and it's time to go. And you guys need to go get some water and get some food. And thanks for, for coming in tonight and yeah, spending some so time with us. me. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. will be right back with you here after uh, we take this quick station. Tune in to Texas River Talk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. So come join the party with Texas River Talk Fridays, noon to 2 on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Texas River Talk. That's at TX River Talk. You are listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas, 78666. I'm Rob Rourke. And I'm Quad D. Tune in every Friday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Central on KZSM.org for We the People. You can hear what's happening at the local and regional level from San Marcos, Texas. And KZSM listeners all over the world. This is the Metal Mark Live Show. Every Thursday night, 10 p.m. to midnight. I'm Jordan. And I'm Lexi. And we're the hosts of the brand new KZSM show, Swamp Gas Uggos. Roots and Branches takes you down the highways, byways, side streets, and back alleys of music. Join me, Tony Rawson, your hosting guide on this weekly journey through the wonderful world of music from Texas and beyond. Every Saturday morning, Tune into Soul Sanctuary to learn different ways to heal. Soul Sanctuary, 8 a.m. Saturday morning. I'm Scott Collins, and you're listening to Friday Nights with Care on KZSM. Join Priscilla Vance-Leader on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. on KZSM.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. Hey, everyone, I'm Diesel D., co-host of KZSM's Veterans Hour. Every week on Mondays at 3 p.m., join me and my trusty sidekick, Steady Steve, as we pontificate and navigate through various issues relating to those who have served and those who have served those who served. I'm Gabe Cortez. And I'm Raymond Cabrera. And you're listening to Acid Wax on KZSM.org. You need to tune in on Tuesday nights at 9 to 10 p.m. and listen to Downtown Funk with Sammy the Bull playing all the top hits. Top grooves, obscure funk from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Listen every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. till midnight for jazz, fusion, bebop, samba, bossa nova, cool jazz, Latin, and maybe even some reggae and some Afrobeat. That's Tuesday night at 10 p.m. till midnight on kzsm.org, San Marcos, Texas. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. 
every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. And back with you here in the studio, you got Rob Rourke with you. And uh, so, you know, we were talking about that school board election and how close it actually is or was. And uh, so I want to come on back here. Let's see. Uh, where did that go? Um, there we go. So the San Marcos Consolidated Independent School District, District 4 vote uh, was uh, Gabriel Moore got 771 votes, 49.5%. Brian Shanks got 785 votes, 50%. Now, I did figure out I was not in the district. I'm right across the street. Um, it was a gerrymandered district. You know, we talked about that last week, so my vote would not have counted on this one. But uh, I, I did vote, but it, it didn't factor in. But you were only talking about, right, six votes or 771. I'm sorry, uh, 14 votes. 14 votes was all the difference in this race. And Brian Shanks won. And you can go back and uh, listen to the podcasts. Uh, and we've got those linked on our Facebook page. And then once you go through that link, you can go on ahead and uh, explore around the different podcasts that we've got posted. And we'll have tonight's show po uh, podcast posted as well. But uh, what was interesting in this is that uh, Brian won in the early voting or uh, it had more votes there, about 61%. On election day, um, uh, Gabrielle had uh, more votes. She had 301 to 231. And what happens a lot of times, a lot of times in the, the uh, conservatives and the Republicans generally vote early voting versus a lot of the election day. And... Um, so it was interesting that, you know, as we talked about, this turned into be conservative, progressive kind of thing when really it, it, it wasn't in most ways, although there are some things that I can see where that, that was. Uh, but uh, congratulations to Brian and uh, uh, thank you for uh, Gabriel for uh, running. And uh, so I just wanted to update you on those uh, uh, on those races here. Um and as we uh, get another class, uh, last night was graduation here at Texas State, uh, jumping in the river, and uh, uh, we've got a lot of folks in town for the graduations and uh, uh, here uh, coming downtown. And now that the sun's going down, uh, we're going to be having music uh, over here in the park. Um, you know, this is your community. There's many ways to get involved. We talked about activism, and I, I like uh, how my guest tonight, uh, Sam said, uh, Samantha, said, uh, no, I don't really like to use that activist because just taking a sign, you could be an activist. Well, it, yes, it is a little bit more. You have to be an organizer. You have to uh, be in the fight. You have to be a cat herder, as I was talking about. And these are the young people. That as I get older, as my feet start to fail, 
as my energy is out there. I'll figure other ways. It may not be block walking. But these are the soldiers. These are the people that we need to develop. We need to encourage. One of the reasons that we are here at this radio station is to encourage, is to engage, is to enlighten our community. Hopefully I've entertained and kept you busy and kept you on listening for this last hour. And that's the goal every week. But ultimately, we are here through our words, through our storytelling, to help you to get out there and engage others, to find out their stories, and to be part of the community. And this is why this is very, very important here for us. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And uh, coming up uh, over the next, I do need to still get the mayor back uh, talking about what's going on. Uh, keep an eye on the budget. Keep an eye on what is going on down at County Commissioner's Court and at the City Council. And make sure that your voices are heard. Make sure you're watching. We do have the runoff election coming up here uh, in another week for the uh, uh, Democratic and Republican primaries. Uh, those are very critical. Uh, again, you're, very few people are going to be voting, so your vote can make a difference in these runoffs. Um, and a couple of those are local. So, you know, make sure that you are engaged and make sure you get out and vote. We'll talk some more about that on the next uh, uh, next week's show. And also, make sure you get out there and tell some folks about us. We've got uh, the podcast going up. You can uh, uh, see those uh, out there for KZSM. And then also listen in uh, throughout the week to all of our shows and our encores that we have. Thank you very much for listening in. And Friday Night with Care is going to be coming up. Uh, I believe we're doing an encore here tonight. Um, and I'm going to give myself a couple extra minutes on the show just to make sure that I do not have anything from Carol here. Uh, and um, uh, so uh, also, uh, let's see here. Word of the day. Let's finish up with this one. And the word of the day is telic. Well, T-E-L-I-C. And telic is part of a speech. It's an adjective. It's from Greek and is of an action or attitude directed or tending to a definite end. Hmm. Examples of telic in a sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. And expressing goal, result, or purpose. The task force had a concrete telic goal. The support group did not have a telic purpose. It was meant to provide comfort. So what is your purpose? What is your goal? We talked about that tonight. Samantha was very specific. She had a laser focus on that goal. And that laser focus that she had allows her to be a leader that others are, can follow. We have this amount of signatures that we need to get. We need to get them by this point in time. Here's how we're going to do it. Telic, word of the day.
KZSM.org, True Community Radio, Rob Rourke, your host, and uh, thank you very much. And uh, hopefully get Quad back in here next week, and uh, you all have a good week. Come on down to the uh, Music on the Square, and uh, guys, be safe out there. Stay cool. I'll be out at the uh, Kyle Flea Market, and I'm going to be out at the uh, SMTX Flea Market fairly early not late into the day because that sun is just getting to be brutal out there. But come on out, say hey, meet your neighbors, and uh, you know, get out and uh, see what's going on this weekend.